right, boys and girls, welcome to another Conversations Under the Influence. I'm your host, Natalia Nemes. I'm very excited to be chatting with tech entrepreneur Kapil Prashad. But first things first, we got a cheers. What are you drinking there, my friend? The Influence. Um, red wine from, uh, from Costco. Shameless promotion. <laughs> Shout out to Costco. I'm drinking yeah, nice. a Negroni, but I'm actually going to be double fisted a little. Actually, I'm going to smoke a little weed. It's one of those days. So I look like an asshole. Anyone who's actually watching this thing and want to give me better tips of how to smoke and look cool when you're videoing something, <laughs> drop it in the comments below. I'm like totally in the white girl. P.S. Don't buy lighters from the dollar store. These things suck balls. Hold on. This is what I've been having to use lately. <laughs> you gotta get a pick. For every, anybody every... who's not actually um, watching this, I've got one of those. What are these things called? Those like long lighters that you like. Barbecue lighters. Barbecue lighters. They work great. <laughs> Anyways, now we can get started. Fantastic. So, um, why don't you walk us through where you're from, when you came to the States, and get into a little bit of that before I drill you about all the brain stuff you know. Yeah, sure. So um, originally from India, uh, from a place called Chandni Chok, which is like old Delhi. It's really old, uh, heavily populated. And uh, yeah, so I'm from there. Uh, we moved around a bit in India. Uh, I lived in Bhutan for a couple of years, which is like this small little Buddhist nation in between uh, India, Nepal, Tibet, and China. Uh, and then uh, I came here fairly young. Uh, we moved here finally in 88, so I was eight years old uh, when we came. And um, Did you speak English? I didn't. I didn't. I knew basic words, it, she, he, the, the, etc. So um, I didn't actually speak English when I got here. And then when you say here, where did you land? LAX. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, good old LAX. That's it. That was, so I'm uh, sure was people were very adventure. welcoming in school between you not knowing English and not looking like the like blonde Californian. <laughs> horrible, horrible. It was tough. It was tough. I thought I was Mexican for the first couple of years uh, when I was here. <laughs> so I mean, we we grew up in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood. So I was yeah, I was hanging out with Tito, my first friend in the United States, Mexican <laughs> guy with red hair. <laughs> Tito had red hair. Tito had red hair, yeah, a Mexican dude with red hair, yeah. Nice. Tito Gamba, whatever his name was. I'm like, man, thinking back on it, I mean, I was like nine or whatever, nine or ten, but thinking back on it, that's an awesome name, Tito Gamba. <laughs> Were you, how, like, so how, like, um, how did you learn English? My hair is all over the place. ESL? Um, I learned English ESL predominantly, but also TV really helped. Um, you know, uh, we watched I Love Lucy, a lot of I Love Lucy. We watched a ton of Andy Griffith, uh, you know, all the kind of family shows as well, even not so much, um, you know, Married with Children and just other shows from the 90s. Awesome. <laughs> Come so, here, whore. <laughs> Get yeah. <my> beer. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's totally. funny. So did that, did you struggle in school because of that? Or were you, were you like your typical Indian nerd that excelled and made straight A's and all that good stuff? You know, when I got here, uh, I was doing really well. Um, I think elementary school, I did pretty well. The one thing that held me back was we moved a ton. You know, my mom was always switching jobs. So I went to five uh, elementary schools. I went oh, wow. to three junior highs and I went to three high schools. 
So that was probably why my grades started sucking. I was always on the move, you know? Um, so I think that was one of the reasons. Um, but um, I mean, I think I was always intelligent. Um, just, yeah, I was on the move, always trying to keep up with the new social atmosphere, which kind of took away, you know, there's a lot of pressure on both sides, academically and socially when you're in school. So you feel like you have to keep up on both ends and it's a tough balance uh, for kids sometimes when, when there's no permanence. Yeah. So I think that played a role. Got it. And then, yeah. so you decided to go and launch your first business, I believe you said at 18? Yeah. So in high school, like a lot of other kids, I mean, I was, I was a big pothead and I didn't actually graduate high school with great grades. Um, I think I graduated with like a, a average it was horrible actually <laughs> cheers um, to all the underachievers out there hey oh you can still God. turn your life around <laughs> yeah no you know um but something happened at 18 when i graduated high school i'm like look you know this is it this is my last hurrah in a sense i've either got to kind of make it or break it so you know I, I quit smoking weed quit partying and uh i went to college and um you know uh, to junior college and my 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 GPA in, in JC was 3.6, which is a complete 180 degrees from, you know, 1.8 or whatever it was in high school. <laughs> um, so at that point, I decided I wanted to learn web development, HTML. And this is back in like 2000, like 1999 or whatever it was. And this is just when the, when the web is fledgling, all these technologies are just starting to get out the gate. So I decided I was going to build a business online, an e-commerce business. And um, Can you explain what an e-commerce business is for all of us dumb shits over here that don't understand it? <laughs> yeah, just selling goods online. Uh, just selling goods online through the first kind of version of the web, in a sense. Um, and because I was a pothead, you know, I didn't want to sell weed. So I started ismokeshop.com. So I started selling... Uh, <laughs> Uh, bongs and other smoking accessories and our, our our tagline was i smoke shop is your smoke shop <laughs> and uh you know we were doing great we you, you know you get a free pipe like similar to the one that you're smoking out of actually you get a free pipe with every order over 45 dollars. that was our thing yeah <laughs> and actually it made we did really well for 18 year old i mean we were kind of making money Who's we we? Were did bongs. you have a business partner my brother i brought my brother in Family yeah, business. I brought my brother. Yeah, I mean, Your yeah, we were living the same so house. Proud. <laughs> oh my god! When she realized what was going on, she's like, "What are you guys doing? Like hookahs? That's what they're known as in my in Indian culture, right?" She's like, "You're selling hookahs?" <laughs> like, <laughs> she re oh my god! And so where did you I just remember her hand stuff? going to her forehead in the in my room. Uh, initially, we were living in this like Section Eight housing home and uh just i had it just lined up in my room i had it in, in the trunk of my car i had it boxed up you know in the patio um in front of the car in between the car um you know all sorts of places my friends were, were, were storing some of it for me it was insane that's amazing but uh yeah yeah we got shut down by the justice department but otherwise we were a bit too early <laughs> you're ahead of the curve so yeah. then you went on to create another business or did you just do something that was more in the tech world? So at that point, so I was going to school full-time, working full-time um, and running that business. Um, so what happened was um, I got a promotion. Uh, I got promoted to a, a software support technician. So I was doing software support from there. 
I uh, interviewed for a quality assurance engineer, software uh, quality assurance engineer. This is the individual that basically tests the software to kind of make sure that, <laughs> that, yeah, there's no bugs, test it out, you know, make sure it's working right. You also do like performance testing to make sure that it can perform well, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of an entry level job in the software development. Um, I got that job and I was immersed in amazing technology talent. I was immersed with a ton of amazing uh, local engineers, software engineers, foreign engineers from uh, you know Russia, uh, et cetera, that came in after the Soviet Union collapsed and just amazing engineering talent. So I couldn't help but learn um, programming. So I decided to teach myself. Um, so at night I was kind of, um, I was, I was just writing code and there was a program that they needed written. So I, I decided to write it, give it to my manager and uh, they checked it out. They checked out the code. So they promoted me and made me a junior software developer. So that started my career in tech. And from there I became a software engineer and um, wait, time before, wait, when you got promoted, how old were you at the time? I was nine. I was uh, 19. Damn, I'm always ahead of the curve. Okay, keep going. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was 19. And uh, by the time my buddies were graduating uh, from high school, and even, you know, my, my brother's buddy, who's a, who's a few years older than me, I was actually making more money than, than you know, all of them who were graduating from, uh, from college, sorry. Were you spending um, a lot of money at strip clubs at this point in your life? I feel like you would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what, I got, I got, so I actually, I, not at that time, I, I wasn't doing any partying. Uh, I was at home. My friends would, you know, come and hang out and then just leave. And they're like, what are you doing? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing software development. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I decided to actually hold school for a little while. Uh, I was a physics major and I love physics. I love science. At some point I want to go back and finish. Uh, I'm going to do it for the right reasons, um, you know, education, uh, just to learn. But uh, I decided to pursue my career in technology, and it definitely wasn't a wrong decision. I did have a ton of businesses as well. Um, we had a catering trailer. Um, I had an import-export business where I was importing uh, tea candy crafts from Indonesia, Thailand, and India. That was awesome. We used to sell to all these little, like, home decor stores at the swap meet. And then I burned my, you know, hair, my eyebrows off trying to use one of those barbecue ladders that you're using. To, <laughs> in the, in were the you smoking trailer. weed when you were doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right before that particular event, I was smoking weed. It was crazy. I was even, so I had a ton of different random businesses. Um, some worked, some didn't. I mean, that's, I would, so first, first question, how many businesses to date have you started? I have probably started one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, nine, probably. Yeah, about nine businesses I've started. Do you hear that, people? No. This guy with a 1.8 GPA has started nine businesses. That's fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. That's you incredible. just keep learning. Yeah. You learn a lot. And then you touched on some things worked, some things didn't. What would you say, let's start with um, the ones that didn't work. What were some of the biggest lessons you learned in that? Yeah, you know what? I mean, you learn so much more from your failures than you do your successes. Um, I think that um, 
I learned different things from each business. I think they were all successes in a sense. I mean, they all could have worked. My catering trail, I think I could have turned that into a franchise. I smoke shop would have worked if I didn't get shut down by the Justice Department, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, the import-export company. But, you know, being young, I just kept moving from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. It was really hard to focus. And I just had a ton of ideas. I want to try this. I want to try that. Um, so th that was kind of difficult. So I would say in terms of lessons learned, number one thing, um, pick something with a huge market, food, technology, uh, shoes, huge market, find a niche, do something different. Uh, I smoke shop was one of the first smoke shops online. Uh, my catering trailer still, there's not too many food trucks that serve Indian food. So that was our niche in 2002 where there was nothing out there that did that. Um, the, uh, the teak, uh, home decor accessories, there really weren't a ton of teak products in the, in the U S market. So that's the reason I decided on teak. So find some sort of a niche to differentiate yourself and just go out there and kill it and, and persevere and, uh, you know, and, and don't quit cause it will work. Um, as long as the data looks right, as long as the market is there and you differentiate yourself properly, it will work. And they all could have worked if I just didn't switch gears enough. Got it. Do you think being yeah. so young when you're starting these business kind of helped you like move past a lot of like your, I mean, did you have fear starting this or were you just kind of like so excited you didn't care? Not me, not me. I loved it. You know, I think, I think two things I've learned about myself is that I, I, I love the engineering process. I love building things. Um, I love coding and two that I love starting businesses. Mm. Um, I love starting businesses and running businesses. And it's just, it's, it just fills me with um, just so much gratitude and just, it just helps me feel alive. Um, yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So I want to pivot a little bit with, because from my understanding now you are in the credit card payment system realm, correct? Yeah. So actually that first job um, was a payments company. So technically I've been in the payment space uh, for about 20 years. I did work at a Hollywood talent company. I ran their technology department, um, LA Casting. <laughs> oh my god everybody knows LA casting out here all the actors and actresses oh I was the head of technology for LA casting you could have been bribing him <laughs> yeah 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 I was I, I set up their website their talent platform everything everything so that was that was me for about two years and I left and I got back into payments so technically I've been in payments for the last you know uh 18 years now and I grew up in that industry so finally, at the end of this road, um, yes, I have started my own payments processor. Um, yeah, it's called Paisley, and we're just getting things uh, set up. It's going to be amazing. So how long does it take from the start of you having the idea for Paisley to it finally being launched? It takes a lot of time. There's a, there's, you have to get, you have to get uh, there's a ton of compliance work that you have to do. Um, what does compliance with, mean work mean for the people that don't understand like myself? <laughs> in order to process transactions or move money electronically, you have to be approved by the banking system, by the you know, Federal Reserve, Visa, MasterCard, so that yeah, you have to comply with all sorts of regulations. So it's taken about a year and a half, but we're almost past, we're kind of 
we've gotten all our uh, approvals now. So uh, we're working on our technology and uh, we're going to be launching very soon. That's amazing. Congrats. Um, okay. So then I got a question. So this time last year, I remember a couple of years ago, I kept getting these emails that looked like they were from like Apple or my credit card being like, oh my God, there's potential fraud on this. Like, da 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 and it was like a very stressful email and then like right away it's like oh click on this to enter and basically it's all your personal information and i learned the hard way that like it was just i don't know what the right word is phishing or scamming or whatever it is but like um what is your advice for people not to fall in these loops i'm sure you know like what they really look like versus what they don't look like all that stuff yeah, absolutely. So one of uh, one of the things that we do in the payment space is we create risk management software. We create fraud prevention software. So when you go out of town and you're you swipe your credit card and you get a text message for American Express or Visa or whoever your 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 cards from, they tell you, "Hey, you're are you out of town? Was this you?" So that's fraud prevention software. So in terms of phishing. Um, what I would do, you have to look for oddities. And a real, they are great scammers these days. They, these emails look so professional. They copy uh, the designs of these various organizations like Bank of America. Like I got one the other day that looks so professional. And to an untrained eye, it can be impossible to detect the difference. But there are uh, a couple of key things that you can look for. Number one, make sure that the domain name that the email is from, a domain name is, is the part of the email that comes after the name. Mm -hmm. So for instance, you know, your, your name at gmail.com, mm -hmm. right? So make sure that domain name matches the company's actual domain name. So if you, you're getting an email from Bank of America, Bank of America's domain name is bankofamerica.com. But if the email is coming from, you know, Jackson at XYZZ at com. There's something fishy. <laughs> Probably not from Bank America. I actually figured Probably that out. Not from Bank so like if, and I can't remember because it's been a couple of years, but you can click on it, right? And you can actually see that, right? Yeah, you can expand the header of the email in Gmail or Outlook or whatever it is and take a look at the domain name mm -hmm. and make sure that it's valid. That's probably the easiest way. Sometimes they'll use like something, something dot, bankofamerica.com. Please also be aware of those. There's other things that you can look for when you actually click on something. Don't click on anything on the email. Actually, do not click at all. Don't um, click. You made a mistake, kids. Do not click. Yeah, Back do not up. click because <laughs> clicking is what they want you to do. So can they you get click all your information from that click? They can start to. Yeah. As soon as you click, um, they could possibly install something on your PC. Really? Yeah, yeah, like malware, which will enable them to get more information down the line. It opens a small hole into your computer or your laptop. And from there, they just keep making that hole bigger and bigger and bigger, That's right? Insane. And injecting more code, et cetera, et cetera. Or they'll ask you to log in to your Bank of America account, for and instance, but you're logging in to the wrong site. Now they have your B of A credentials, right? Mm -hmm. So they'll set up a fake duplicate site these scammers are amazing they're really good at what they do so where the hell are these people <laughs> all over the world I'm mostly from nigeria so interesting enough nigeria has a huge a, a, a big super intelligent populations uh, but they don't have any jobs i mean mm. they have a they have a ton of smart people there but there's no jobs so nigerians are 
great scammers. <laughs> That's crazy. So the, my yeah. marriage proposal wasn't real is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> I've been proposed to by somebody in Nigeria. So, okay, you mentioned phishing. So I noticed like on my Gmail, there's a report phishing and report spam. What the hell is the difference? Right. So spam is just email that you don't want. It's just trash email that people send you. It's mostly marketing, right? Viagra or whatever it is. I get a ton of Viagra emails <laughs> for some random reason. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's spam. That's spam. So phishing would be where they're trying to fish for information. Oh they're trying to get you to perform some sort of action, right? Bite the hook. Right, so they're they're fishing you, and if you bite the hook, you're caught. Got it. They're gonna reel you in. By reporting this stuff, does this go like, for instance, I have Gmail and I have Apple. Does that go to them? Like, is there a way that eventually that they'll kind of like catch these guys and they won't keep coming into my emails? Yeah, well, yeah, they will. Um, they might catch these guys. They will. It's gonna cut down on the phishing. It, it goes into their system. And it kind of coagulates in this AI process. Oh, side note, we have an intruder. <laughs> Hold mm. on. <laughs> Holding. Never, never. Murphy's Law. He's like an attention whore just like my cat. All right. Anyways, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no worries. But it will it will help cut down on phishing and, and spam. It's gonna go back to Google and they're gonna churn it through their AI algorithms. Okay. And, and it'll cut down on that stuff. In terms of catching them as a cat and mouse game, you know, uh, cops and robbers have been going on for you know ten thousand years and this is just the twenty twenty version of cops and robbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's never gonna yeah. stop, quite honestly. Too funny. So me just deleting all that shit and getting angry for the past like three years was not serving me. So I just should start be like fishing, 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 fishing. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, well, I, I answer, I guess I got all my questions for like the credit card stuff. I mean, is there anything that you would like to talk to? Cause I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that have similar, like everyone wants to like attain something. Right. And I feel like a lot of people always use their hardships and you didn't speak English. You're not from this country. You sucked at school, but yet you still were over to come the other side of it. And you're actually excited and, and have passion about what you do. What advice um, can you give people that, who are in ruts in whatever shape or form or who are going against things that they feel like are greater than themselves? You know what? If, if you wake up in the morning and you're happy with what you're doing, um, keep doing it and just dig deep and let data be the guide, right? Let the data guide you as to how you're going to make that succeed. You know, and that's really what's So what does me. that mean though? Because what, what that is means is, what that means is, let's say you love what you do. Let's say you love what you do and you wake up in the morning and you're super happy doing what you're doing, right? But, uh, you know, maybe you're not making money at it or maybe you have a small business it's not not just not quite thriving yet, right? So do some research to figure out um, the market and how you can adjust your business to target that market, but still maintain what you're doing and, you know, the, this, this, this love that you have for the business, right? So make adjustments. You know, you might need to sacrifice tidbits of it, but uh, I think as long as you love what you're doing when you wake it up in the morning, you're going to be a much happier person. And uh, that's a win. 
Cheers to that. Yeah, and real quick, just before we go, it reminds me of, I heard, saw this quote that said, don't change the goal, change the plan. So there simple. You go. But yet we complicate the hell out of all of it. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. And I'm myself Beautiful. included. How many years I'm like just banging my head around the same shit. And finally I was like, maybe I should take some online courses from people who actually did this successfully versus just like why isn't this working but well thank you so much Kapila. i appreciate your time um for anybody who doesn't already make sure you guys um subscribe to the podcast like this conversation and if you have any questions comments concern talk shit in the comment section all right ciao ciao guys thank you thanks Natalia. bye guys ciao purple butter my backwards if you smoke with me you'll get high as f- pop eyes eating chicken wings with my eyes